Hey, you guys, happy Friday. I hope you guys are doing good. Yes, it is time for the official Lovely News Network podcast, okay? So this is the first episode. I hope you guys are doing good. So it's a lot of news to cover um, over the next few minutes here. It's a lot of stuff going on, honey. So let's go ahead and talk about Ballgate Day 5. If you guys do not know, Nicki Minaj currently took to social media about 20 minutes ago and she is going off. She's also doxing a reporter, honey. This is what went down. She took to her social media page to basically post screenshots of a reporter allegedly harassing her family for interviews. So the reporter says, hi, good day. My name is Shirley Ramperstan and I'm a reporter with The Guardian Media. I was hoping to speak to you for an article. Would that be possible? Was it your friend Nicki Minaj was speaking about in her tweet, Mr. Daniel? Hey, good evening. Would you consider speaking to me? I'm also hoping to have a conversation with your friend. Then they go back and they send another message. I know you're hesitant to speak to us, but just letting you know that CNN is in the country looking for you. And when they find you, they won't hesitate to reveal where you live and where your girlfriend lives and anything or anyone tied to you. If you speak to me, we won't reveal those details. So what do you say? So that is the message that Nicki Minaj's family member sent to Nicki. So Nicki took to her social media page in front of her 2 million followers, honey. And she says, threatening my family in Trinidad won't bode well for you. Then she says, Sherlyn Rampastad, bitch, your days are fucking numbered, you dirty hoe. Then she says, in Trinidad harassing my family, I didn't want to give details, but now I will. And then she posts James Fieldling's um, name and phone number and his email from the UK Daily Mail. And then she goes on to post Charlene's phone number and says, bitch, pick up your phone, ho. Then she posts a picture of Charlene, pretty lady. And then Nicki Minaj says, they're forcing my family to have to hide out. This is what speaking up looks like. Millions of poor people treated this way by people you think are the good guys. This is unconscionable. So that is what Nicki Minaj said, honey. So she is going off. This is day five of this entire ball vaccine gate situation. Honey, I'm just here sipping tea. Now, I do think it's not a good look for her to dox the reporter because she knows how her fan base gets down. Her fan base is about to attack this woman, attack this woman's family. So Nicki definitely knows what she's doing by doxing this woman. But also, why is this reporter harassing the family and saying that, oh, if you speak to me, we won't give out your information. So this whole situation has gotten really, you know, just crazy. But Nicki Minaj has to take some blame because she put the story out there. Like I said, has she just came out and been honest and said, you know what? There's not enough information. I'm not down with this whole vaccine mandate. I'm cool. I'd rather just wait it out. Then nobody probably would have cared as much. But when she came out with, you know, her cousins, best friends, homeboys, balls, that's when, you know, the media jumped on it. Because, again, now you're saying that somebody had symptoms from their coveted, you know, godlike potion and they can't have you saying that. So it's going to be interesting to see what comes of this. It's going to be very interesting to see if that reporter or the Daily Online Mail 
ends up saying something to Nicki Minaj about her basically doxing and blasting them. So now in other news, I want to go ahead and move on to this crazy trend that's going on all over TikTok. Now, when I first heard of this, I heard about this trend like three days ago from my son, my youngest son. And he was like, mom, have you have you heard of the Devious Licks Challenge? And I'm like, no, what is that? And he's like, people are going around school, breaking stuff, destroying property, messing up the bathrooms, and they're filming themselves and posting on TikTok. And my first response is, why the hell would they do that? That's vandalism. Like, that's not cool. And I was like, you better not be involved in that. He was like, no, of course not. But he was telling me about it. And I was just like, okay, that's not cool. And so he said people were posting pictures on social media and stuff. So I didn't think too much about it. But then some kids at his school took it even further where they fucked up the bathrooms. Like, messed up the bathroom, broke the toilet handles, clogged the toilets. Uh, they took the whole soap dispenser, the napkin dispenser, just messed up the bathroom. So they made an announcement that the kids cannot use the bathroom. Like, it's been so destroyed, they can't even use the bathroom if they wanted to. And they also said that they're going to look for the perpetrators. And if any of these kids get caught, they will be charged with felonies. Minnesota ain't playing that bullshit, bitch, because what you guys are doing, it's not funny. It's not a TikTok trend. What you guys are doing is theft and damage to school property, which is vandalism. I don't understand why these stupid ass trends start and people don't think that they're trying to set you up for the okie doke. Okay, we can't get you for selling drugs. We can't get you out here doing dirt. So let's make a really fun challenge. Okay. Uh, destroying school property and act like it's a game when this is really a felony. You are destroying property that is against the law. So these kids are looking at getting hit with felonies for this because the damage is very, very great. Right now we're dealing with a supply chain so they can't just go and get new toilet paper holders and soap dispensers. A lot of stuff isn't even available right now. So this is not a good look with these kids damaging property and it's going on all over the nation, not just here in Minnesota. So let me go ahead and play you guys some clips. Go ahead and check this out. Social media challenge that's going viral. It's called the Devious Licks Challenge, and we've learned that some area students, they're now facing serious consequences for participating. News anchor Rob Powers in the newsroom for us this afternoon to explain. Hi, Rob. Well, Mike, we found out about this new viral challenge when the Rocky River Police Department posted a warning on its Facebook page. It says it never heard of this challenge before last Friday, but since then it's been inundated with damage from this trend. So here's the challenge. Kids steal things from their schools, then post videos on TikTok, either showing the actual theft or showing them destroy those stolen items at home. So far, kids in Rocky River have stolen soap dispensers and paper towel holders from restrooms, clogged toilets, and broken the handles off urinals. Middle schoolers are really bad at keeping secrets. <clears throat> and we have cameras in the building, so when we saw the damage, I went back and, and started um, piecing together who was in the bathroom at the time. And, um, tracking down what time the damage occurred. Uh, and then we had a core uh, group of people we were looking at. And you know, that officer says the challenge is unfolding in schools all across Northeast Ohio, not just Rocky River, but in that city, police say the challenge has resulted in three suspensions and possible criminal charges as well. They're asking parents to talk with their kids, make sure they understand that actions do have consequences. are destroying bathrooms at schools and recording the destruction. KCAL9's Rachel Kim shows us the damage and looks at what's being done now to stop it. 
It's the latest viral TikTok trend that has students destroying and stealing school property for likes and follows. The destructive stunt known as the bathroom challenge involves students recording themselves, trashing and taking items, then posting the videos with the caption, Devious Lick. These are videos from schools across the country, but it's also happening in schools here in the Southland, including Hart High School in Santa Clarita. They've been taking soap dispensers and now most of the bathrooms are closed. They just took the door and then some people like they took a fire extinguisher and they sprayed the walls. It's kind of stupid. It, no, it's really stupid. The principal here at Hart High School sent an email to parents asking them to speak with their students about how dangerous and costly the vandalism and thefts are. He said they've already suspended multiple students because of it. It's just disappointing that it's like a trend. Shirley Robes has three children at Hart High and she read the principal's email. I'm just glad that they're responding to it and they're just letting us know about it right away. School district officials everywhere are now asking parents to get involved. At Foothill High School in Santa Ana, administrators are warning and asking parents to discourage this type of behavior and are even asking them to return any items their students may have stolen. Because of the ongoing problems, the video sharing platform has removed the devious lick videos. In a statement, TikTok says, we expect our community to stay safe and create responsibly, and we do not allow content that promotes or enables criminal activities. We are removing this content and redirecting hashtags and search results to our community guidelines to discourage such behavior. The people at our school work so hard and um, just honestly, this really costs a lot of money, especially for the students who like stole it. They have to pay all that back. I bet their parents are like really mad. Reporting. Right, so you guys just heard those two clips. One was from Outrageous Ohio and the other was from Crazy Ass California. So again, kids, stop doing this challenge. All challenges are not good. Just like the milk crate challenge that went viral a few weeks ago. So much so that you had people breaking their arms, breaking their legs. One lady, they thought she died, but then she ended up, you know, being okay. Like some of these challenges are not funny and they're not okay. You have to use common sense, you know, and don't do challenges that can land you in damn jail or that can land you with the juvenile record just to get likes and follows. So I hope parents understand what's going on and talk to their children. A lot of schools are sending out letters. I know a few parents in the discord have posted letters that their school sent out, but this is happening nationwide. So I suggest you talk to your kids before they get caught up in the peer pressure and they end up doing this stupid shit. These kids, honey, they be on some monkey see, monkey do type shit. And it doesn't make any sense. It's like, come on, how old are we? Why are you sitting here destroying property? At some point in time, you're going to have to use the bathroom. And y'all done fucked up all the toilets. Y'all done messed up all the napkins. Y'all done took the soap dispensers and we're in the middle of COVID. Like, come on now, where is the common sense? People need to be able to wash their hands to prevent the spread of diseases. And y'all are ruining soap dispensers. Child, I can't with this generation. It's just insane. Where is the pride? Like when we were in school, we had pride for our school. You couldn't come to our school and just, you know what I'm saying, mess up shit and wreck shop. Because not only are the teachers going to check you, the students are going to check you. Bitch, I have to use this bathroom. You make sure you flush when you get done. You clean up behind yourself. So I just, I don't understand this whole, how this is even funny, how this is even cute. But child, maybe I'm just too old for this TikTok challenge BS. Moving on to the next story. So if you guys do not know, I posted in the Discord, and this is insane. This morning, Haitians were trending on Twitter, just randomly Haitians. So I clicked on, I'm like, well, what, what's going on in Haiti? Now, I, I had assumed, honey, there was another earthquake, but it was not an earthquake. Literally 10,000 Haitians showed up at our doorstep last night. They, like, crossed the Rio Grande River. 
So people were on Twitter going back and forth and arguing and saying, you know, where do they come from? How do they get here from the Caribbeans to be in Texas? They are little, there's literally 10,000 Haitian people right now. And there might be some other races mixed up in there, but you mainly see Haitians, honey. And they're all under this bridge in Texas. So right now it is insane. The migrant issue down in Texas. Let me go ahead and play y'all this news clip, honey. Check this out. What you're looking at is sources are telling me upwards of 10 thousand migrants waiting underneath that bridge right now after they crossed illegally into the United States. Why are they waiting there? Well, what I'm being told is Border Patrol holding facilities in the area are completely over capacity and Border Patrol agents are completely overwhelmed. There's just nowhere for these people to go right now. They're free to go. They're not being detained right now. They're just kind of holding themselves under this bridge, waiting to be apprehended by Border Patrol. As you mentioned, Border Patrol sources are telling me most of these migrants are coming in from Haiti. There are also some from Cuba and Venezuela as well. But this is just a horrible situation down there, and our border agents need a lot of help. Consider yesterday morning, there were only 4,000 migrants under that bridge. Now I'm told it's well over 10,000. So in a span of just over 20 24 hours, those numbers have doubled and it's not getting any better. Those migrants keep streaming across. They just walk across the Rio Grande on a dam. They walk a dirt path and more and more are showing up to that bridge by the hour. It's getting worse by the day, literally by the hour. We want to point out something. We've been using our drone to show everybody these remarkable pictures. You can see the video we got on the ground from some sources who are leaking stuff to us as well. Um, we just learned that the FAA has put out a temporary flight restriction, a TFR, in the area immediately around the port of entry where that bridge is. What does that mean? It means our drone can no longer fly and show those images. It's a two-week TFR, and according to the FAA, it's for special security reasons. We've reached out to the FAA to get a little clarification on what the heck that means. The timing on this, the location a little bit curious. I just want to point out, Fox News has been at the border for the better part of seven months now. We've been using the drone the entire time. It's never been an issue. All of a sudden, the last 24 hours, we start showing these images at this bridge and a TFR goes up. We can no longer fly. When we get an update from the FAA, we'll be sure to let you know. But unfortunately for those agents on the ground, they're completely overwhelmed. They need some serious help right now, and hopefully they get it from the federal government. All right, see, I just heard that news clip. Like I said, this whole situation is really, really disturbing. So today's sponsor is Chime.com. I don't know who needs to hear this message today, but you should know that your online checking account shouldn't cost you any money. Okay, that is why so many people are running to join Chime. It's an award-winning app and debit card system. It has no overdraft fees, no foreign transaction fees, no monthly service fees or transfer fees. And the upside, the best part of this is the fact that there are over 60,000 fee-free in-network ATMs around the country. That is more than the top three national banks combined. So it's officially time to say goodbye to hidden fees and join the millions of Americans already loving Chime. Sign up only takes two minutes and it does not affect your credit score. So if you want to get started, make sure you go on to chime.com forward slash sip slow. Again, that's chime.com forward slash S-I-P-S-L-O-W. Banking services provided by and debit cards issued by the Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank N.A., Members FDIC, out-of-network, ATM withdrawal fees apply at MoneyPass ATMs in 7-Eleven locations and at any All Point or Visa Plus Alliance ATMs. 
Other fees such as third party and cash deposit fees may also apply. So if you want an online checking system that costs you nothing, make sure you check them out. That over 10,000 people trekked here. I mean, well, I guess they had to take a boat initially. Took a boat, got off the boat, then they trekked the rest of the way to Texas. And now all these people are at the border in Texas looking to come into America. Now, you know, I understand there's issues going on in Haiti and in Afghanistan and all these countries. And it's very sad, everything that's going on globally. But there's a lot of stuff going on here in America. Like right now, America don't even have enough to take care of the Americans that are here. So I don't know if somebody wants to go tell the Haitians and the Afghans and the other people this, but America don't even have nothing for the Americans. So they don't, they're not going to have too much for y'all. So y'all might want to go to Canada because right now America is like really struggling. I'm just saying. But, um, you know, real talk though, this is sad. It's really sad to see, you know, men, women, and children because when you really look at this at a grand scale, what is going on in Haiti? That 10,000 people decided to leave and be on some nomadic shit, jump on a boat, risk drowning, risk, you know, all types of stuff to find a way to Texas to come into America. You know, it's really sad. It's like governments around the world are just failing their people. Look at everything that's going on in Afghanistan. Now we have, you know, the Haitians, you know, things that are going on in Mexico and hell, even in America. You know, America has all types of issues right now. But the whole situation is really sad, honey. I feel bad for the people in Trifon, Texas, because this is just trifling. Like, I mean, I don't know what I would do if I was just, you know, riding down the street on the on the on 94. That's the freeway up here in Minnesota. If I was just riding on 94 and I looked at the overpass and there was just 10,000 people under there. I'd be shooketh. You know, you're talking about 10,000 people. What about the personal hygiene, the spread of the C-19, sanitation? Oh, man, this is just, I don't know what they're going to do. This is just really sad, though. I just, you know, it, it's horrible because it's like, what do you do? Obviously, they're going through a lot in their country. That's why they came here. But then it's like, can America, you know, afford to sustain these people? You know, I don't think so. So I'm just going to keep an eye on this story, but I wanted you guys to know why the Haitians were trending. Um, basically, we have new neighbors. Hi, neighbor. <laughs> but um, I just wish everybody well either way. You know, the people who came and they're trying to get in, the people who are just waiting, you know, not knowing what's going to happen to them going forward. You know, they left their homes to come here. The whole situation is heartbreaking. So, you know, all jokes aside, everybody's in my prayers. Next story, I want to talk about, um, I posted this on Instagram as well. If you guys do not know, I have been talking for months about the supply chain shortage. We are about to have a long, dark winter, okay? Between these crazy storms, these fires in California, um, it's a lot of things that are going on that is affecting the supply chain. If you guys don't know, we are at an all-time high. 56 cargo ships are stuck um, they're waiting off the coast of California. I talked about this a few weeks ago, like around September 1st. Well, now it's been about two weeks later and these 56 ships are still stuck there. And this is the fourth record backup in three weeks. I mean, it's just happening continuously and continuously. So they're trying to figure out the issue. Part of it is these ships that are coming in are so big. You know, they're twice the size as they were several years ago. So that's one issue. The other issue is there's not enough people to go through all of these items that are on this ship and properly, you know, check them in, make sure there's no drugs, there's no contraband and things like that because there's a supply chain um, shortage in workers. One, you have enough people, 
one, you have enough people not working these jobs, but then two, you got goofy jobs talking about if you don't get the jab, you can't work. So a lot of people are walking off the job like, fuck it, I'm out. Now that now all of that stuff, all that pressure and all those mandates are having an adverse effect on the economy. So without there being enough people to check out all these ships and, you know, unload them, they're just stuck there waiting. And this is costing millions of dollars a day. And they've been out there for two weeks. Um, there's all types of things on that cargo, everything from fresh fruit to clothes to electronics. So this is like really bad. Now, another crazy thing that's going on in the world of shipping is if you guys remember six months ago, I talked about the whole um, evergreen ship, that huge ass ship that got caught sideways in the Suez canal in egypt so what happened is that that big ship was stuck there for six days in march and it cost it literally froze up 10 billion dollars worth of trade it affected every country globally and so they were finally able to get it free and then what was so crazy is that after that an evergreen ship that was delivering loads in china crashed across the freeway sideways it's like you can't make this up well, now what's even crazier is literally six months later, there's another ship, another evergreen ship that got stuck in the Suez Canal. And this is what's being reported. A bulk carrier vessel became wedged Thursday in Egypt's Suez Canal, briefly blocking traffic in one lane of the critical, in one lane of the crucial global waterway. The Suez Canal Authority said in a statement that the Panama flag coral crystal ran aground in a double lane stretch of the canal, forcing officials to redirect other vehicles in the convoy to other lanes. The canal transits two convoys every day, one northbound to the Mediterranean and the other southbound into the Red Sea. It said that the canal's tugboats managed to float the southbound vessel, which carries cargo weighing up to 43,000 tons. The coral crystal then resumed its voyage. So the good thing with this situation is they were able to get it unstuck and get the ship on its way. But isn't it just weird that this rarely, if ever, happens? And now this has happened twice in one year where two big ships had gotten stuck in the Suez Canal, not to mention all the stuff that's going on in the coast of California. So this supply chain is definitely going to affect a lot of things. I'm going to go ahead and play you guys a quick video. Go ahead and check this out. Waiting to unload outside key ports for global trade. The situation in the United States is particularly worrying because only in California there are currently 56 cargo ships anchored in the state's two largest ports located in Los Angeles and Long Beach, from which 44 are container ships that have been stuck awaiting entry for weeks. That's the highest number recorded since the beginning of the health crisis. It bypasses the infamous record of 40 set in February 2021, according to a report released by the Marine Exchange of Southern California. And the logjam is likely to get much worse as the run-up to the holiday selling season has just begun. Retailers are completely desperate to stock up their inventories before the season starts and before more product shortages emerge. They've been dealing with dwindling inventory levels in many categories, from apparel to electronics to furniture, toys, and food. The unprecedented backlog is a result of a historic labor shortage, health crisis-induced disruptions, and higher consumer demand for holiday goods. Port of Los Angeles data reveals that the average wait time for ships rose to 7.6 days. 
The normal number of container ships at anchor is between zero and one, explained Kip Lutet, the executive director of the Marine Exchange of Southern California. Together, Los Angeles and Long Beach ports handle about one-third of all U.S. imports. The California ports operate as a primary source of imports from China and have faced severe congestion throughout the past 12 months. Part of the problem is that the ships are double or triple the size of the ships we were seeing 10 or 15 years ago. They take longer to unload. You need more trucks, more trains, more warehouses to put the cargo in, Lutit said. The congestion is worsening the global shipping container shortage, given that container ships... ...shows the cost of food in the U.S. steadily rising over the past five years. The price increases have been mostly driven by supply-related factors. It has been like a perfect storm. Probably the number one reason has to do with climate change. Adverse weather in major production areas, droughts in Argentina, Brazil, California, or excess rains in some parts of Europe and China. So Mother Nature is not working in favor of food production. We've got a huge transportation problem. Labor in general is becoming more expensive. These rising prices can have serious consequences. Food insecurity in particularly, it's truly a wicked problem, a problem that has much nuance to it and is multifaceted. Disparities have always existed in terms of access to food. And so even before COVID, there were 35 million Americans who lived in households that were struggling to put food on the table. So it's not new. In August 2021, the Biden administration increased assistance for the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, or SNAP, which was originally known as food stamps. The benefits will now increase by more than 25%, which means the average benefits will rise from $121 to $157 per recipient every month. The coronavirus outbreak is threatening global supply chains. Talk of shortages of anything from medicines to toilet paper. Temporary iPhone shortage. Mask shortages. And pasta and Clorox uh, Clorox wipes are also selling out. A shortage of chips for new vehicles, which has automakers scrambling. People didn't understand what a supply chain was until suddenly... Supply chains. Supply chains. Supply chains. Supply chain. Reached a 13-year high caused by supply chain broken by last year's pandemic. Moratoriums on evictions and foreclosures have just ended. Rounds of stimulus money are coming to an end, and unemployment benefits expired on Labor Day. Shipping and carrier costs have increased. Gas and utility prices have increased as well. Now, if you haven't realized that the normal supply chain is failing, you haven't tried to buy a product, good, or service requiring raw materials in a while, or you're pretty self-sufficient and removed from the grid to begin with. It is a fact that the global supply chain is a mess. It continues to reel from several factors, and it's not going to get better for anyone in the future. Freight costs are rising significantly. Many countries are experiencing dramatic labor shortages or can't get shipments of raw materials to keep manufacturing going. Existing inventories are or are nearly depleted. 
All right, so you guys just heard those clips. So it is getting really, really crazy out here. Um, there's even a supply chain shortage of bus drivers. Right now in the Twin Cities, especially in the urban areas, like the urban school systems, there's no bus drivers. So parents are either having to drive their kids to school or the kids are having to take city buses, which is just unheard of here. Like in L.A., the kids take city buses, but in the Twin Cities, that's never been a thing here. So, um, you know, it's weird. Like even now, my son can't even get a bus to his school. Y'all not be up till like 2 o'clock in the morning and sleeping until about 11. So now I might have to get up at like 7 to get him to school. With the start of the school year, just around the corner, school districts are facing a problem that could impact parents. There aren't enough school bus drivers to handle the routes. As our Victor Williams reports, it's not just in Metro Detroit either. The shortage is a problem nationwide. Well, we've seen these drivers wanted signs popping up all over the place, letting us know that there is a clear and present need for someone to be behind the will of the bus this upcoming school year. The only thing is experts are telling us that it is not that easy. Too many people are staying home and we need people to do these jobs. Oak Park Schools operational manager Steve Burnett says his school district and others are in the need of bus drivers now more than ever. I've been all the way to Hawaii and there's signs up in every state I visit. Even though there was already a steady decline in bus drivers before the pandemic, COVID-19 didn't help the numbers at all. It's not, you, you can't support a family on bus driving. Yet with multiple incentives and pay raises to nearly $20 an hour, nothing seems to be making a difference. I want to say they gave their drivers a $6 an hour raise, but they were at 13 and you and I can go to McDonald's and start at 16. Our starting wage is $19 an hour. You still have to have another job to support a family. And unemployment extra cash is not helping our cause at all. And if you-, you know, so we're just being affected by so many different things on top of, you know, the shaming and the verses of this whole vaccine situation. But there's a supply shortage when it comes to workers at certain jobs. Um, hospital workers quitting. So that's going to have an effect on, you know, possible treatment when you go to the hospital. Um, electronic chips. We have the new iPhones coming out. Those are going to be scary. I've already seen those iPhones with the smallest gigabytes already on eBay for upwards of $1,500. i have seen some upwards of $2,500. And that is why this is happening because it's supply and demand and there's not enough supply to meet everybody's demands. So like I always tell you guys, please, my tea sipper family, please make sure you guys are preparing. You guys are stocking up on all the necessities, the food, you know, toiletries and things like that. Because, you know, Joe Biden wasn't saying all that dark winter bullshit, honey, just to be saying it. I feel like all that nonsense that he was saying in 2020 will be coming to pass in 2021, just like it did last year. And I believe that that whole situation that happened in Texas was a dry run. And that's probably going to happen in many other places around the country, you know, with gas shortages, heating shortages, people being homeless, the rent moratoriums over, unemployment is over. It's going to be a lot of struggle out here. So stay prayed up because you got a lot of wolves out here as well. So... The whole thing is just really disheartening, but you know, like I said, it's better to be prepared. Make sure you get your generators, um, solar powered generator, mobile battery packs where you can just plug in your cell phone, laptop. Some have plugins where you can plug in like a TV or refrigerator. So, you know, look at all that. If you're in the discord, definitely check out the prepping room. There's so much information in there. Um, people stay posting, you know, all types of stuff, all types of updates.
all types of tips and tricks. So make sure you go visit the prepping room if you've never been in there. It's a really cool room. So on that note, you guys, thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Lovely News Network. And I will be back again next Friday with all the trending news of the week. Talk to y'all later. Deuces. Thank you for listening to today's show. Make sure you join us again soon. For all the latest tea, make sure you follow me on my social media pages. Just put in L-O-V-E-L-Y-T-I on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.